Welcome to the Creativity Algorithm Podcast, the show that helps people and businesses have good ideas more often. Now here is your host, psychologist, author, and public speaker, Joe Swope. Way back in the day, I'm talking the 1990s, I had a video game system. To give you an idea of how long ago that was, it actually required cartridges to be inserted. One of the cartridges I had was an X-Men game cartridge. I'm a huge fan of Marvel Comics. Yes, and that was even before the Iron Man movie and the MCU. By today's standards, that game was laughable in its graphics and simplicity. I think the controller had like one joystick and about three buttons. Jump, attack, and I forgot what the other button did. I really, really dig the X-Men concept. Stan Lee is a genius for attempting to address social issues and social inequities. But, you know, but that's, that's for a whole different episode. Let's, let's forget about that for now. Let's jump back to the game. When I was playing the game, I would almost always choose to play the character Wolverine. Each character had their advantages. You know, some could jump higher and some had attacks that could reach further distances. The little two-dimensional electronic Wolverine on my TV screen couldn't jump very far and his claw-based attacks could not get the bad guys who were all the way across the screen. Still, I chose him nearly every time. When I played Wolverine, he would almost always get punched, kicked, or shot. You know, shot with a laser beam or blown up by the aforementioned bad guys. And of course, his little health meter at the top of the screen would decrease with each blow that he absorbed. But unlike the other characters who could jump well or who who could teleport across the screen, Wolverine could heal. If I left him alone in a safe spot in the game, his little health meter would slowly fill back up. Basically, if I let him relaxed, he could keep fighting. Okay, so what does this have to do with finding good ideas more often? Why would I start this episode with my throwback to a 90s, you know, really old-fashioned and embarrassingly simple video game? Well, obviously, I think that that's why a lot of people relax. To take time for themselves and even engage in mindfulness activities. They take a few minutes of not doing anything so that after those few minutes, they can do even more things. That leads us to the purpose and the point of relaxing. I think you can already see where this is going. Relaxation shouldn't just be a tool for production. You know, we shouldn't just relax so we can do more work. I don't remember the source of the idea or even much of the details, but I remember the gist or the concept of the story. Two people were talking with each other in that water-cooler way that employees do. One person said, "Ah, there needs to be another day in the week. The second person asked, oh yeah? Well, what would you do with it? The first person replied, well, I would catch up on all my work. That's an interesting take on relaxing. You know, that if you had more time, then you could do more work. And, And, you know, maybe that's a valid point. But I think that's only one way of looking at relaxation. I suggest relaxation is its own point. Not so we can rest and start working again. And this is where it gets weird. Not so we can have good ideas. You know, what did I just say? You know, I worry that if we rest just to get good ideas, we'll neither get rest nor good ideas. We should rest to rest. Don't chase the puppy. And that's from an earlier episode. Don't chase the puppy. Relaxation itself is healthy. Okay, all of that sounds reasonable. Rest for rest's sake, yada, yada, yada. We completely missed the point of the question of this episode's title. We assumed point of relaxation meant purpose or reason. Let's think of point like location, like point on a map. Now let's re-ask that question. 
What is the point of relaxing? Where does it happen? If you immediately answer in your hammock or on the beach, that's 100% fine. Those are great physical locations. But where does relaxation happen mentally? Did you think of an ethereal, cloud-like location in your mind as if your mind is a place? Does relaxation happen when you stop thinking? But that last sentence has the word when. This episode is about examining where relaxation happens in your mind. Stop listening for a second. Just take a second or two. I'll be quiet. Where does creativity happen? What is the point of it? The point of where it exists. For a brief moment, did you kind of draw up a map of your mind? Did you think of a room in your house? Is that visualization of relaxation coming from a point in your mind? And remember, we're not even 100% sure that your mind actually exists, but that's for a whole, different, whole slew of future episodes. Whatever you thought of, you were not thinking of the problem that you need a solution to. That gave your mind the ability to relax. Notice the structure of that sentence. Your mind was relaxed, but were you? Relaxation is a tricky thing. It's like a good idea. The more you chase it, the less likely you obtain it. Go back a few minutes and remember what you felt and saw when you pictured the point of relaxation. Just pause and bring it to the front of your mind. Whatever you imagine brings you one step closer to the process and the point from which good ideas come. Whatever you thought of, you are not thinking of the problem that you need a solution to. Whatever's stressing you out, whatever thing you need to solve, you weren't thinking of that when you were thinking of what is the location of relaxation. That disconnect, okay, that kind of unhooking from the stress of what you're trying to solve gave your mind the ability to relax. Notice the structure of that last sentence. Your mind was relaxed, but were you? Relaxation is a tricky thing. It's like a good idea. The more you chase it, the less likely you'll obtain it. Go back a few minutes and remember what you felt and saw when you pictured the point of relaxation. Just pause and bring it to the front of your mind. Whatever you imagine brings you one step closer to the process and the point from which good ideas come. Remember that the theme of the creativity algorithm is that mentally manipulating cognitive puzzles that we call sophisms while doing so in a relaxed state will create an inviting environment for good ideas. All right, and as you know, we end each episode with a takeaway, with sharing the good ideas, and next post. Okay, so the takeaway is I think you should dive back into that idea, the point of relaxation. Is it between other points? Is it a point by itself, or is it near other points? Now, before you do that, and I, you know, maybe, maybe not, if you just want to jump into it now, that's fine. But I suggest before you do that, take some time to get into relaxed alpha state that we discussed in previous episodes. There are many ways to get into an alpha state, but just as with brushing your teeth or finding time for exercise, please find time to sit and physically relax. Then slip into your mind. Then look for the point of relaxation. Sharing the thoughts. Well, of course, if you like what you've heard here, please don't keep it a secret. You know, we all have good ideas, and I want to help people have good ideas more often. It's our minds. We should, and I don't want to use the word ownership or control 
because that's the wrong approach to getting in touch with our unconscious, which is where good ideas come from. But I do want to help others have a better relationship with their mind. So please tell others about the creativity algorithm. Okay, next post next week on next Monday, alpha dog does not mean top dog.